What's up, everybody? This is episode five, I think, of the Early Retirement Podcast. We have missed last week. Not we. I missed last week due to um, some faulty shit on my end. So yeah, I'm sorry. No, we, you don't pay me, nigga. It's a faulty shit on my end. But this week, we have Nick Seal HQ. Ba-ba-ba-boo. It's... Start again. It's Nick Seal HQ. Oh, thank you. Lo- lovely to be here. Appreciate it. <laughs> you were on, um, obviously, DJ, mm-hmm. rapper, producer. Yeah. Uh, you are rapper, occasionally. You were on episode three, mm-hmm. the uh, Culture Vulture Trans Bird episode. <laughs> I don't know who that's referring to, but okay. <laughs> it was the episode we mentioned. No, no, about I know you're talking for... about, but I don't know who that phrase Culture Vulture refers to. <laughs> oh, it was about, th- does that man still pay your checks? Um, I don't know who you're talking about, but I'm always collecting a check from various people, so I'm just going to say, uh-huh. That man still pays your check, some of it. Uh, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, all right. Congrats to you because you uh, just got a, a new, new job in the internship of sorts. With who? Are you allowed to speak about it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, intern for DJ Nori 5105 now. So if you see a guy with dreads following DJ Nori to all his club events and basically does it producing his radio show, that's pretty much me. So you're going to be producing the show? Like, if he ne- if there's some news updates and topics, I'll give that to him too. Oh, they're probably doing some social media work. They'll probably have you... Um, when I was at Power, I do know people who were helping out some of the DJs, and they did some of the social media stuff for, mm. um, like, they got, like, passwords to the back-end shit and start posting, like, blogs and edit interviews, which is a good look for you. I don't know if Nori does interviews, but... Uh, he does mostly with reggae artists and dancehall artists. That's good. He, he's, he's pretty dope. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's a nice guy. His kids are fucking amazing. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, when you get there, just his if his kids are there, just play Ugly Guy, and they'll be fine. Okay, I take a word for it, but I don't want to play, especially in that bitch with the water. He looks at me like I'm crazy. Yo, he played it for his kids. I was with him. Okay. He played it for his kids. Not the current, obviously the clean version, though. So what exactly will you be doing outside of that? You'll be going to the club with him? Yeah, all his parties, all his concerts, all his radio shows, and um, managing his website. Uh, the the, um, the Team Nori website. And did he say at any point in time, He'll let you, like, get on the set. Yeah. He like did. he did, because like relatively said, soon, or is it just not like soon? Soon. He as, like, wants oh, me to record. I have a gig in like thirty minutes. I have a gig in thirty minutes, so like I'm a, um. He wants me to record my live gig. Send some. He was one a mix I made from month ago because that had been too easy. He wants me to record my live gig. Okay. To him. You know you could just fake it, right? I, obviously I can, but he wouldn't know. He really wouldn't know, but um. I think the difference is a live gig, there, there will be mess-ups. Yeah. But my mixes, is rarely ever I put out a mix where I blatantly screw up. Like, I'm very practiced with my mixes. Yeah, because when you're, I mean, obviously when you're live, like, it's all about how you recover from fucking up. Right. That means more when you're at home or, like, in a studio or whatever, just kind of fucking around. You can always go back and, like, make edits and shit like that. So, that's good. So, congrats. Thank you, You sir. don't have to take checks from the culture vulture anymore. I'm not answering that question. Come on, son. You know that nigga's a culture vulture. I got, man, I got four jobs. I'm not trying to lose You were mad Jamaican for that yeah, shit. I like, have four jobs. Like, I like to talk shit about having multiple <laughs> different hustles, but, like, it's also funny, like, when you have friends. It's low-key sad. How is it sad, though? Because I have four. I just want one. I don't want four. I, you know, I, I think I, I remember reading something recently about the whole thing with, like, millennials now. And, I mean, this is always something that was in within our cultures in general, but, like, Especially entertainment, you can't just have like one 
job though. Like it's basically impossible to have one job. Alright, well, I don't want four jobs that don't pay under fifty thousand. Fair. Alright, that's, that's fair. That's fair. It's a scary. So, alright, so this was my second week at my job that mm-hmm. will go in there, okay. and I've already seen a couple of people, uh, for lack of a better word, not being able to return. Now, obviously, that I just started. Openings. Huh? So that means it's opening. It means it does mean it's opening, but it's more like it was it was in positions that like we couldn't fill. We couldn't fill it, but we know someone who could. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna name names. I don't want to give away who got asked or whatever the case is. But that shit's scary. I've never been in an environment like I've seen people get let go, but I was always an intern. So the reality of the situation is just like, oh, my internship will be up in a few months. Right. Now it's just like, shit, there could be a point in time where someone calls you into the office and says, we're letting you go. The thing is that based on the contract you signed, you can't, you can ask why, but they don't have to tell you. That shit's scary. Yeah. It's like getting broken up with. And, and then you got to pay rent. Yeah. And like, so it's like, you base your whole life around this job and then it's gone. Exactly. So, um. What happened in the news this week? It's, it's two major things I think we both have to talk about. Oh, real quick. um, The person who defaced Prodigy's mural in Queensbridge, you are a bitch. Yo, all right. You are so, a bitch. So, this morning, we're recording this Saturday. Today is what, the 7th, 8th? Yeah, it's the 8th. It's the 8th. Um, yeah, so, this morning, like, the face, it was, I saw all the articles. And first of all, I didn't even know they did it, the, mm-hmm. um, the mural to begin with. So, I look it up in the same time of trying to find out who vandalized it, and it's all within hours of each other. Like, 16 hours ago, they're like, oh, Prodigy Mural is up. Eight hours later, someone defaced the mural. Yeah, because I wrote that article for my job. And and then, like, this morning in our group chat, someone someone posted yesterday the mural with white paint on it. I'm just like, yo, who would do this, yo? What's the... I don't get what the fucking point is. Like, what... Attention? What, I don't... What type of hate in your heart? Like, it's not like... It's not like this mural was up in, say, a gentrified, probably kind of racist area of... It was Queensbridge. It was right. fucking Queensbridge. I mean, Queensbridge is kind of divided. It is divided, but it's not, like... It, it's not to the point where I can't... I can only see someone who is, like, maybe racist, right? It, it, hear me out here. Like, in a gentrified area, right? No, I'm, say, I'm hearing you. I'm saying... I'm still reminding myself where it is. Exactly. My point is, like, I can see... Someone racist in a now gentrified neighborhood going, I don't want this rap shit up in my neighborhood. Like, if someone defaced the Biggie mural that they were trying to get rid of, no. I would understand it. I wouldn't agree. Best style would have been old best style for one day. Yo, facts. <laughs> for one day. But I, I could, like, justify in my head why someone from that neighborhood could possibly think to do that. Niggas are living in Queensbridge defacing mm. a mural of a Queens legend who grew up in that neighborhood. You know what they say? The block don't love you. Yo. That's what they say. The block don't love you. But it's like, I, I, I really want to know why, though. That's, I do. I want someone to come forward and explain why. Like, I really want to know like, why. Like, I need. I feel like we as rap fans deserve some closure as to exactly why that shit just happened. I hope a camera caught whoever did it. Let me find out why. Yo, I prayed. Yo. Oh, I, a corner store camera or a bank camera catches them. That shit is wild, son. And and I don't know. Like, 
this shit is just really fucking stupid. Really fucking stupid. Um, did you see this letter that's been going viral that Prodigy wrote about Jay Z? No, I heard uh, about it. I, 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 I don't know how new. Uh, that letter is clearly old, from, from like two thousand, the mid two thousands, right? Mm-hmm. I think while he was in jail. I'm not. Uh, don't quote me here, but somewhere in the two thousands, and it's kind of like how it, it, he was. He obviously he was a conspiracy theorist. He was one of those dudes. Yeah, he saw the whole Illuminati trend. He's the one who did it? Yeah, Prodigy. Prodigy. And a song with um, LL Cool J. Pro- Illu- the- Illuminati, give us my song. Oh, the I Shot You thing. Yeah, I Shot But you. I didn't know... <laughs> I didn't know he was the one first rapper to ever, like, say it in a song. He's the like one who it. made it popular. I say. And the funny thing, Jay-Z turns around and samples it. Like, what was it, that same year? I think so. It was the the, the Evils. Right. Um... But the letter was kind of like, Jay-Z's the Illuminati, he sold his soul to the devil, uh, they tried to get me, it was, it was pretty much like a regular, um, Illum- I'm not Illuminati type letter, but it was really interesting, because I've never seen, it was a fucking letter, not just some shit that was written on the internet, it was a fucking letter that this guy wrote like 17 years ago about Jay-Z being Illuminati, and it's just kind of like, damn, I wanted, I, to a degree, I want to know how much that fucked with Jay-Z, if at all. If it was done during, like, the Summer Jam. I don't think it phased him. Did Jay-Z ever say anything about Prodigy's passing? Not that I know. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't know. <laughs> you would know better than me, probably. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I doubt like, it. Like, on, on Twitter, I mean, Jay-Z went on that whole entire thing about, you know, people who inspire him and shit like that. Did he mention Mob Deep? No. Maybe he's still carrying feelings. That's- Maybe he's still carrying feelings. That's interesting. I I really I'm really curious to know how Jay Z felt or or feels about um I want him to get more prodigy. vocal. Huh? I want him to get more vocal. Jay Z? Yeah. In which way? Like at one point I respect artists who keep it us to music, but it's like if you're trying to kick knowledge and get people game, you can't just do it in music and go on Twitter whenever you get an accomplishment. You should do it Within your neighborhood, within your block, mentoring, even if it's on a small scale. He has the ability to do it on a larger scale. So, all right, you know how Jay-Z, Jay-Z, like, donates a lot of money and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, so you feel like that isn't enough, in a sense? No, I think he should do it, but put a face to it more, because it's, it's always quiet. We find out Jay-Z did this, like, when we search and dig for the information, or we know somebody... Who works That's on like true. Tidal or or um or Rock Nation? I'm talking about how Chance the Rapper makes a, a public statement about how he donated money to this, that, and the fir- third yeah. and stuff like that. Because look at what is the song story of OJ? You know, I could have bought a building in Dumbo for two million before it was Dumbo, and like now it's two fifty. I sold drugs and you buy a neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. One sidebar: I don't sell drugs, Jay. I don't have the money to clean up my neighborhood right away. <laughs> like, he made that album for a different kind of black man. I don't have the ability to do that yet. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not getting quick money. I'm, I'm yeah, I, 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 money. Yeah, understandable. That line yeah. is not really it's pertaining to, to... That line wasn't about us. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was about it's the about drug him. dealers and the pushes and shit like that. Um, I, I do agree. You know, I never really... It, let me put it this way. I think as a consumer, mm-hmm. you don't really. I'm one of those people that don't really believe that rappers have to be role models, right? 
I feel I feel as if they have a voice, right? And you can choose how you want to use it, and you should be responsible for your actions. But it doesn't mean that you have to be a role model, right? Um, so when Jay Z does shit, it's kind of like, oh shit, that's cool that Jay Z did that. But I never really thought about it to that degree of the impact that could have if Jay Z did put a face to his work. In a sense, like, I'm thinking about how much that would mean if Jay-Z showed up to, like, does something similar to what Chance does in the sense of, like, he goes to these schools and he goes to these meetings and shit like that. I mean, Jay-Z's rich as shit and and where's the time? But I think it actually would be way more beneficial if Jay-Z showed out three times a year to something besides a title B-Sides concert. Especially for New York. New York York don't know unity, yo. Oh, you know, he really your community is all fucked up. Shout out to 50 Cent. How did you feel about 50 Cent? Talk about, cool. uh, talk, yeah, talking about it was golf course music. I thought that shit was funny, but I was kind of like, pretty also. pretty damn accurate. Because you know how people say golf is a gentleman's sport? Like, it was a real gentleman's album. Do you think 50 Cent thought about that in that sense, that golf's a gentleman's sport? No, I think he was trying to clown it. I think so, too. <laughs> he was trying to clown it. Like, but he has a point. <laughs> I, I, like... <laughs> I couldn't tell if 50 was trolling or is 50, I don't know how, I don't know to what extent 50 was trolling because it's not like, 50 pretty much is saying niggas ain't trying to hear that. And how, you know, like the the regular, not Ivy League mentality, not business savvy, niggas not trying to hear that. Right. It's like, like 50 said that shit like 50 stupid. Which we know damn well 50 is not stupid. No, he's actually a smart businessman. Exactly. So it was kind of interesting to hear 50 say that from that perspective, knowing that 50 to a huge degree follows the same blueprint, no pun intended, as Jay-Z. That's a good one. Um, I think it's the ageism in hip-hop where it's like, I feel like 50 guys are fighting to stay young. Because he I released agree. four albums after, before Self-Destruct, right? At least, at least four albums. Before Self-Destruct was 09, right? Yeah, it was after Curtis. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like oh nine, oh, like oh nine, oh nine, ten. Yeah. Can you name any song off of those four albums except for "I'm the Man"? Not. Uh, See what I'm saying? Uh, the song with Gucci Man was type the type tough. Okay, you're right. Not okay, you're right. Okay, crime no, okay. wave, crime wave, crime wave. Was but that's all on um four thousand shock. Talking about the ones after that. Oh, shit. Other than "I'm the Man," what song? Is that the song name? with um Kendrick? That's me up. We, but that's, we one, have, that's one of them. Okay, so that's two songs you can name. But we have never took off, though. Right, so I'm saying, like, this is the kind of rap 50 should be making. He's still trying to make music, for, in my opinion, he's still trying to make music for kids. Yeah. Like, not kids, but like teenagers. But he's still young making, man's music game. For the, he's making music for the streets. I think that's... At some point, you gotta evolve from that. Yeah, I mean, but then, at the same time... Actually, I, I'm, I'll double back from my statement I'm about to make. I was gonna say... Well, what about Fabulous? But Fabulous isn't talking about no. push away. Fabulous is out here just talking about shit. He, man, talk, man raps about Instagram. Did you see <laughs> the fucking video? The wild Thoughts? Yo, son. <laughs> I was oh, waiting for it. I was waiting for it, honestly. I'm like, this is such a Fabulous move. Fabulous? Fabulous picked the right person to do, the, do that song with, too. A Boogie? Oh, he's the, on it. I didn't know he was on it. Yes, the video is um, A Boogie. Um, well, it's him and A Boogie. Mm-hmm. And the verse playing in the background, and the video is A Boogie. Like, yo, you couldn't have picked a better person to do that song with. I, I feel like A Boogie has such the right voice. Does he rap about anything other than thoughts, though? 
A Boogie I'm talking about. I was I've never say, heard it could him. be Fabulous or A Boogie. Which one? I never. Yeah, I never heard A Boogie make song not, not about Tots. Nah, A Boogie. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna say I'm a fan of A Boogie's latest work, mm. and I'm not gonna say I'm not a fan because I think it's trash. I just I'm not compelled to listen to. It. I'm not interested. I but I will album. say, I will say that his um work right before he got signed to Atlantic, the um I'm not a regular person mixtape and oh, the, the artist mixtape, the artist shit. Um, he's had song. I think the song I'm not a regular person, and um the is the other one that was like was low key. Like in the streets like that, the one we had the monkey mask on at the end. It was a bag on me. Nah, it was um, it was about like one of his homies turning on turning on him or some shit like that. He's he's had a few of these like a I few mean, of he those songs. He does like, I'm not gonna say he doesn't. He only makes songs about thoughts, but the, the songs that are the ones that are popular as fuck are the songs about thoughts. But um, Fabulous is out here. I like I, Fab, I, Fab, I like how everyone wants Fabulous to drop like new music now simply off the shit that's been going on. It's his forte. It's really it's the, his forte. Who's gonna expect from it at this point? These Fabulous bars on Twitter might be one of the funniest things. It's either that or the DJ Academics uh, GIF. <laughs> Yo, that one's hilarious. Like he just looks so just an introvert in that picture. Academics. Academics GIF might be the greatest thing since Crying Jordan. Yeah, it's up, there. it's up there. It's up there. It's Ac- uh, you can make the argument. I, it's too much that comes out the to thing like. Is though Jordan face could fit on anything. Like the academics face. I think the academics face relates to more people than the Crying Jordan face, though. I think people are more surprised than sad. No, nah. Really? Nah. It's too easy. To, it's too easy to get L in twenty seventeen. It's too, it, it's too easy to take an L in twenty. But I think academics is like the humble L. It's like it's like the, what do you mean I didn't get all this money? What do you mean I failed my test? What do you mean this and that? I, I feel think like it's, it's more, more of everybody's watching you. Explain. Like, when he's just standing still looking left and right, not moving his head, it's just like, why is everyone staring at me? Oh, the recent one um, that I posted this morning when um when you had a party and you're a DJ and the DJ on the set is weak, so everyone's looking at you for when you're about to go on the set. So it's like everyone's just staring at you, or you're near in public and your your black girlfriend starts blacking on you for no reason, and everyone's just staring at you. It's like, why am I on the spot? Fair, all right. Yeah, it's I like see I'm embarrassed. Mean. I see what you mean. How do you feel about academics, though? And uh, I'm curious to know how you feel because you He's also very well media trained. Really, in the words though, but he is very well media trained. Every interview, you watch it. He always says, "This is my guy right now." There's a lot of big things. He's a sycophant to an extent. He's a what? A sycophant. What do you mean? Uh, a brown noser. Oh, got you, got you, okay. got you. To an extent. That's some island shit I wasn't hip to? Oh, sorry. All right. w- was it? I'm asking you. What? What you said, not the brown noser. Yeah, that. It's, a, it's an actual word. I've never heard that shit before. Really? SATs. My score is low as fuck, but hey. <laughs> it's because it's of the math. Um, <laughs> Same. So, like... In the Migos interview, one of my favorite groups right now. But there's an ongoing joke that you're not on Bad and Boozy. Like, what are you doing? I think. And then the Shaw Rack shit. Yeah, getting fucked by Vic Mensa? Yeah. Fucking beautiful. Vic is not wrong. No, he's not fucking wrong he's at all. He's not wrong. Like, academics made all this fun of him and then turns around and says, oh, it was a, 
What, what, did, what did he say? It was it was parody, I believe, was the word. I was giving my, I don't, he was giving his thoughts about it, speaking on it or whatever. But it's like, you can't call people savages. Exactly. Like, For anyone not aware of what exactly was going on in Chicago, it's still going on in Chicago. Uh, look that shit up and look up DJ Academics with it so you can be mad along with us. Right, and um, he made a whole series about it. Not like one video. Clowning made, these niggas. Clowning these guys. So if Vic did slap him in the face, and I think it's kind of funny because Vic appears to be tall. He's actually my height or shorter. We, not, we, not, we met him. He's like 5'8", right? Yeah, he's like... He's, I can't Academic. see him slapping Academics and it being a, a strong blow. Me either. My whole thing with Academics and... um, My whole thing with Academics... Is that he doesn't say in private what he says, I and mean, he doesn't say in public what he says in private. He's or, trained, or, but he's trained. He, he's trained. He's trained to kind of be a bitch in Ooh, a sense. I, I think. I think it was wrong. Like for example, Charlemagne had, had brought this up when that shit went viral too. Is just like, okay, you said this shit about Chicago. Mm-hmm. Vic said he's gonna slap you. It wasn't him. It was Andrew Schultz. One of those two fucking guys. Um, and Vic said he was going to slap you, right? If academics turned around and said, well, do it then. I'd have respected him more. Exactly. It, I'd have way it more would have been on Vince, Vic, to slap academics. because, it, And you know Vic wouldn't have slapped academics because it would have just been an L towards him and Complex and other partnerships. So he wouldn't have done it. Vic would have looked like the bitch. Academics would have looked like the fucking kingpin in the situation. But you had to see him at, outside. You had to see him outside. He he would have, but I, I just I, I just don't believe, especially if you're gonna, especially for the platform that academics built for himself to get even in this space. Mm. I don't feel like Complex wanted brown nosing academics. I think they wanted one loose cannon in Joe Budden who is authentic as fuck. And you know he is who he is, and then a rising personality who is also, or comes across as, a slightly more trained Joe Button mm-hmm. for like millennials he's without not that. without the rapping, of course. He's not that at all. They wanted, I think they wanted two loose cannons, one just more slightly tamed, the more trained, and they got somebody who's low key being a bitch about their job. And also, but the thing is, you read the comments, his stands go hard. They love him. I don't get it. They love him. I don't. I, I love. I don't know why. I don't get it. But I, they love it. I'm not even trying to be like a hater in academics. I'm just more so being a critic because, as a person who actually like watch academics videos and occasionally still does watch academics video videos, like I think if I like everyday struggle, but I don't watch for academics. Yeah. I, I I watch for Joe Budden's hot takes. And, and then I like, cute. huh? That's kind of cute. She is. Yeah, that's really I, cool. I like, that's I, I like the way she handles herself. Right. I, I mean, she does get lost in the shuffle. She plays her role perfectly. I felt like in the beginning, the whole like cutting her off shit was like she, she clearly didn't like it. She still really doesn't like it, but she understands her role within this space, where that's kind of her thing. I was like, they're gonna continuously disrespect me, and I guess it is what it is. Yeah, but she's speaking up more. Which is good. My thing is what makes academics go for that show. Hmm? She's from your neighborhood, right? She is? I don't know. Nah, nah, she's not, but she's... She's in Brooklyn, though. Yeah, Brooklyn. And not, like, the gentrified parts of Brooklyn, either. Oh. Man. 
No, funny story about that sidebar. My girlfriend just moved to Brooklyn. So, um, she lives in Bed-Stuy. And, like, her friend is walking outside, and they had catcalled. And it's like, what? Nick always said it's a good neighborhood. I'm just like, yo, it's still Brooklyn, my G. Like, like you're not going to get rid of Nick everything, that far. nigga. Like, I don't know what to expect. It. This ain't Williamsburg, my G. See, this is what happens when <laughs> fucking tourists come in, my nigga. They, they expect everything to be all peaches and cream and like, shit. It's like, not. Son, it's still, it's still. I understand catcalling is nasty, but you got to understand, you you can't, you're not too far from the hood, my G. Exactly. Like, let's, let's relax. Back to the everyday struggle. Academics, what I think is good for him, he he speaks up for millennials when Joe Budden needs to be put back in a cage. For like a better word. Yeah. When he said, my beautiful daughter's a fantasy is not a classic, oh, that's I need, that's when, bullshit. that's when academics was like, go. I was like, yes, go. Don't let him say this nonsense. Because yeah, that album nah. is, that album is beautiful. It, it's, that's it's, his best work. It's kind of his best work. I, I, you can argue it. I believe so. It's an arguable thing. And I'm a graduation like, stan, but that is Kanye's it's, it's best his, work. It's his best work. Going back, wait, now on Kanye, how do you feel about the Jay-Z situation with Kanye? Yo, Especially I, after it came out that the 20 mil that Jay was talking about actually wasn't this this free $20 million yeah, that I'm giving you. Shout out to Steve Ryan, that article. Um, Shout out to you, nigga. I've been reading your shit. I've been reading your headlines on the on the thing popping up on Twitter. Didn't even know it was you. I was like, yeah, niggas in on. Um, I guess diamonds aren't forever. <laughs> Pun intended. Oh shit. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, it's sad because I feel like he shouldn't have rapped about it in the song. Really? Thing is, it's hard because Jay is a poet to an extent, so he does vent through music. But at the same time, it's like. Kanye is really not in a good mental health state. So, if you see him breaking down, yes, call him. Like, call me. See how he's call doing. Me, Jay. Yeah, I like, know you got the killers. You don't like his wife, but she just got robbed. Call the nigga, like shit like that. And at the same time, in Jay's personality, because if he's like any guy from Brooklyn, I know. Your babe, your baby brother is your baby brother. He will never be more to you than your baby brother. Yeah. So him subjective, I'm big homie. You call me when you need me. Stuff like that. Yeah. My my whole thing at first I thought it was an amazing line, right? Mm. When I thought it was like it put me in the space of just like oh Kanye's talking about the the money for fashion and shit like that. I was thinking it was like more like you know Kanye rapped about like I was in debt and all this other shit. I thought that's what it was about. So when he did make it seem like he bailed him out. Which he, he shouldn't have done. He, exactly. Like, that was a, a punk move. Because the whole, the whole thing, in short, was crazy. You wrote about it, so you probably know more about it than I do. So what exactly was a 20 So basically, it was for a tour advance for the um, for the St. Pablo tour. And the tour got cut short because of the Paris situation. And it turns out the tour only made about 24 mil. So it didn't really recoup on the advance that much. So that's where that is. Like, Jay funded the tour through Live Nation, this and the third. But in the song, James it seemed like he just gave him twenty million, exactly. not specifying what the twenty million was for. It was actually a business move. Yeah, so it, it comes it just comes across kind of like not kind of fucked up in a sense. Like, it oh, seemed. gave him twenty million, gave me twenty million on twenty minutes on stage. But it's like, but you made money off that twenty million. Right. You didn't do that just because. And it's oh a, shit, the other set of money that's being thrown around. Oh, there. the three million. Um, that he didn't get, that Kanye didn't get because of the life of Pablo or some shit? Something like that. Some people saying it's changed <laughs> from the tour because the tour made 24 mil 
20 million advance. Around yeah, three. Some people say that. I don't know the details about that. I know the 20 mil was in advance. Okay. Makes sense. And it was also a world tour, right? St. Paulo. It was. No, it was the North American tour that got cut short. And I think he was supposed to go on a world tour mm. this year. Because okay. he apparently is going back on tour later this year, which I guess was supposed to be the world tour. But um, I don't know. I got my money refunded, which I really am kind of mad about. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, we've seen Kanye already. Yes, we have <laughs> met Kanye and Mari West. He wasn't an asshole, surprisingly. Um, hey, the music can't fail. How do you feel about the J album, though? I like it. It's a grown man rap. I I appreciate that from someone of his age. Certain things I cannot relate to yeah. yet, hopefully. Um, one thing is about the him cheating on Beyonce on 444. I wonder if like if they planned that out between see at the table, lemonade, and now 444. It's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the Carters. So like, did they plan this all out and then next year when they get like an Avengers? Like right now, <laughs> Jay Z and Kanye Civil War. Wow. You got good music on the Kanye side. That would be you got rock nation. Amazing, music. It's really the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't. I don't think <laughs> it was planned out. That's fucking hilarious. I don't think it was planned out. I think it just happened to work out that way. I, I don't know. It'd be interesting as shit. We find out that it wasn't though. But I, I mean, going back, I thought it was an amazing album. Mm-hmm. I thought that. We never, we've gotten projects similar to this. Nas. No, Nas, Nas done this for years. Yeah, got like this, this grown man rap. We've gotten this very vulnerable. I'm getting old. Like I'm not gonna rap about selling drugs situation, or even for younger artists like a Kendrick Lamar, mm. um, Life of the Pepper Butterfly. Um, but we've never gotten it from an artist of this magnitude. Right. Jay Z is. The only other artist that could do something like this of that magnitude would be Drake, but Drake yeah, is he doesn't have quote unquote vulnerable. M has done album. it on most of his LP too. It's just that it wasn't good. Yeah, it just wasn't. So that's no idea for the production. Yeah, no. Oh my god, he's the, underrated. The production on that shit is so like 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 I I said this on Twitter like fuck the fuck the rocks for a moment. The production on this nah, album, no idea, is so underrated. Like, yo. The yeah. favorite song on the album, put it this way, three different things. Favorite song lyrically on the album, go. Life of OJ. Life of OJ. Yeah. Um, same. Favorite song production-wise on the album. Bam. Oh, Mont's kill Jay-Z. I'm biased. Oh. You know, obviously, for obvious reasons, I'm biased. Yes, yes. Oh, that kill Jay-Z shit for me, son? No, it's up there. It's up there. The thing is, the, the way he flipped the Bam sample, I like. The way he flipped all it the... It sounds like New York. That BAM sample was very well done. I mean, but that's like saying water is wet. Like, the whole album was... Right, was but it's like, it sample. sounds like New York. So Yeah. I, and at the end of it, if you listen to a lot of dancehall dub plates when he's doing the... um, Because back in the day, they had just the fader. And when it's coming in and out, uh, that was the actual DJs mixing at the end with the fader. Oh, shit. So that shit was like, oh, that sounds like when I was growing up yeah. and my father used to do that live. It hit so home like, to you. Right, so that's why I'm biased for BAM. Fair. All right, best song overall. Shit, I don't want to say OJ again, but OJ's up there. Um, it might be four forty four. I completely agree. It might be four. It's not. The, it was very vulnerable. It, it's like it's not the best song lyrically. It's not the best song production wise, which is not to say it's trash, but it is 
the best song on the album. Right. I think. I Not like the way he his flow up. Huh? He puts up his flow a lot. He did. Like, he has, like, a, a choppy but spoken word flow throughout. It reminds me of Pimp Butterfly a little bit. Yeah. I think Family Feud might... Family oh, Feud... Family that. Feud might be the most important song on the album, though. Nice. It, it's It's the song... What are you doing? I'm trying to play it in my head. Oh. I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's impossible, but in my head, I'm trying to skim through. The Family Feud song was the song that had Beyonce on the, um. He's the genius of this song. He says, metaphorically, cheats on her, and then she just comes in at that point. Yes, yeah, so that was bad. You heard that shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I was heard like, that shit. That's a, that's a genius put together. Honestly, I don't, I don't really spell that word around. That's a genius put yeah. together. Um, but Family Feud, I think, is the most important one because of what it talked about, the whole old niggas stop hating on young niggas, young niggas stop sounding the same, everyone needs to stop beefing, this shit is stupid. The, right. and, and I think it was really important just to, so we could stop this whole thing. Uh, I'm not going to say it was mostly coming from old niggas or young niggas, but like it's kind of whack now. Because they don't do it, I mean, they do do it in rock and roll, but they don't really do it in, in many other genres of music besides like hip-hop. Because... We're so fucking territorial. It's yeah, it's fucking stupid. Honestly. Hopefully though, this like this stops it. I hope Ebro Darden got uh, <laughs> you know that Ebro cares, right? Ebro really doesn't care. I'm I'm getting a little bit more respect for Ebro though. I will say that. I like no the thing is uh, one thing I always respect about Ebro High ninety seven. They kept it about music. That's that's they the always thing. kept it about music. When you watch a power one of five interviews about some life shit, which yeah. I can appreciate. That's why I can watch both. You get something different out of both. I think the Vince Staples interviews yeah, for both. He slept on Vin, as, a, oh, Vince as Staples. a person. Not even as an artist, as a person he slept on. Vince is a great artist. Right. Good to great. He could be a superstar. He's just not cute. <laughs> we, we real with you. He could be a superstar. He's just not cute. Vince needs to take the Joe Budden route, yo. Nah, nah. No, I'm saying Vince needs to be on a microphone. I know Vince yeah, has tenet, Vince has a show like he has a show on uh, Apple Music, right? I think so. He but that's a, the Apple Music shows are like once in a blue type shit. Like Vince needs his own at least bi-weekly podcast. He has so much shit to say. I know you got to get out of here real quick, yeah. but <laughs> Nah, I'm I'm cuz people calling me shit. Um, no, nah, keep it in. I know Vin, Vince has a lot of um great shit to say. I think he he has such a so much great to say. Whether I agree or disagree, because he grew up with so less, yeah, he sees things black and white. But sometimes we need because a lot of people throw shit into a gray area. Yeah, too much of a gray area. He's like, yo, like honestly, we said in an interview, all I ever wanted was a bed. Some nights, and y'all niggas complaining about this shit. Exactly. Like, why do rappers gotta be riding around expensive cars? Me balling was having a room of your own. I'm like, oh, shit. that shit about like. <laughs> That we put too much, like, if we took away, if we stopped celebrating niggas being rich in raps, no one, people would just make the best music. That is I, I thought that was, I've never heard somebody say that, and I've never thought about that. That's what makes me, um, what attracts me to an artist, or just a public figure, when they say shit that I wouldn't have thought about otherwise. You know, and we're not that. dummies. No. So, like, that's that says a lot, you know? He said that, too, it's like... You know, when's the last time y'all spoke about music? Y'all niggas don't buy music, y'all buy brands. Nobody like, buys music, they buy brands. They do. So look, Drake is a perfect example. Yeah, no one. I it, can't say the last time someone actually bought an album. That's why albums died. 
Yeah. You know. Excite. You know, vinyl sales continuously keep going up, right? Yeah. I I think it's amazing. Um, buying a new. I have to buy a new. Uh, vinyl player. Yeah. What happened to you? Is it, is it broke? Needle broke? Nah, it, it's. Since I well, here's the thing that made me definitely know is that I got a new album, brand new, unopened, mm. and I put it on, and there's like service noise. I just took out the package. Mm. Why am I hearing it? And then I noticed that the service noise is kind of repetitive on a lot of records, right? Whereas, like, two months ago, I wasn't hearing surface noise in certain things. Um, I got gifted a Crosley for my girlfriend. Mm. And thing is that it's a Crosley. And so it's, I don't think those things are meant to last long term. And Change the needle first. I'd rather just get a new one. Why not? Just, a needle is 40. Well, here, here's a another reason why. A like 100. No, nah, I'm not getting a new Crosley. That's the thing. Mm. Is that I, I feel like... Especially now that I have a job, is like I want to like you buy things that make you happy, and that you're gonna make use of. <laughs> must be nice. Well, on that note, I gotta head out because I'm about to be late. Wait, 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 wait. So this is this is the episode, and it's great. Say two lines about Rob Kardashian. Uh, yo, nice. My fabulous voice. You can't be robbing the China because when the Kardashian in, boom. Yo, what? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, all right, bro. We have to continue this conversation in another episode. This is episode five of the Early Retirement Podcast. Peace and blessings. It was Nick Sill HQ. And um, have fun today. And good luck with DJ Nori. <laughs>